We live? We are. Good afternoon, everybody. Good to be uh, doing another live stream on another Thursday afternoon. This is week nine. All right, give people a few minutes just in case anybody wants to come through. Here's some of this gospel truth, as they used to say. <laughs> Hope everybody's had a blessed day today. No mine has been blessed. Have a blessed day every day. Been experiencing a lot of joy, and I love it. It's always a reason to be joyful with the Lord. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping this message today can really uh, kind of keep us keep us going, keep us pressing on towards our salvation, towards the Lord. Sometimes <coughs> it definitely gets tiresome. I understand. It definitely gets tiresome. The journey. Most definitely, but when we endure, we must endure to the end. But we'll be starting in Psalm tonight, chapter 30, and I believe verse 5, no, verse 4. Um, actually, I'm a, I told Melvin uh, we're starting at verse 4, but I actually want to go back up to verse 3. Uh, but before we even proceed any further, I want to start by... Um, Bowing our heads if we, if anybody is able to at the moment, and join us for prayer. Gracious Father, thank you for just everything you continue to do in our lives. Thank you for the many blessings you continue to bestow upon us. Thank you, Lord, just for waking us up this morning, for giving us a sunny day here in Mississippi, uh, here in Oxford, Mississippi, and just really beautiful weather. Lord, thank you for just just being God, just being who you are, being so loving, so kind to us, so gracious. How you continue to do things that we're not even worthy of, things that we don't even deserve. And Lord, I pray that you just continue to use us to speak through us, Lord, to help us to only speak your words and never our own. Lord, so we pray these many blessings, Lord, and we pray for all the people going through their various struggles in life, going through hardships, tough times. Lord, we pray for everybody just in tight places right now, Lord, that they will continue to turn to you and seek you as never before. Lord, we pray this and many other things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely want to start at verse 3. All right. Uh, like Tony said, we're starting in Psalm chapter 30 and verse 3. O Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive, that I should not go down to the pit. Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. I'm, I'm going to stop you right there for a minute. Man, this, this, this message really brings me so much happiness because... We, we decided to title it, Joy Cometh in the Morning. So we wanted to talk to everyone out there about things we have to be happy and thankful for. So in verse 3, he says, O Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Now that's something to sing for. <laughs> that's something to sing for. In verse 4, he says, Sing unto the Lord. O ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. Today, we have so much, I mean, we've got so much to be grateful for because through what God gave us Jesus and through what Jesus did for us, we do not have to go to the pit. Uh, it talks about the bottomless pit in Revelation, uh, which we can just say hell for um, in simpler terms uh, and that is something to sing about I mean just knowing that we don't have to spend an eternity separated from God that's something to really sing about but sometimes we we don't think about that in our daily lives sometimes when we get a brand new car and <laughs> the motor stops uh, working in the first month. We're not thinking about, oh, well, I'm saved and I'm not going to go to hell. So, no, <laughs> we're thinking about, oh, no, somebody need to save my motor. That, that's <laughs> And we 
allow that to cloud our vision. We allow that to really put us in a very, very dangerous mood for a long time. So many things in life really get to us, but I wanted to remind everyone out there how there is so much good that Christ has done for us that outweighs any bad. I don't care what is going on, though it may be hard, and we all go through some hard things, but at the end of the tunnel, if you can hold on to Christ, man, it's worth it. There's so much joy that you're going to receive. We can't even, we can't even imagine it, honestly. I talked about unspeakable joy in one scripture. I don't, I don't know if I'm even going to get a chance to get there, but there's so many scriptures. But, but uh, go ahead, Melvin. In verse 5, for his anger endureth but a moment, and his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Joy cometh in the morning. Man, <laughs> it's, it's such a great thing to be able to go to the scriptures and find comfort, to find a place of happiness in Christ. And that's what he's brought to us. Weeping will endure. For a night, I mean, it, it might endure for a night. It might last all night. It might last all week. It might last all month. But eventually, joy is coming. There's going to be some happiness. It's not going to continue to go on a downward spiral forever. There's some joy coming. And if we can hold on to Christ, that joy is going to be revealed to us. Let's, uh, let's move to Luke, the second chapter. Uh, and we'll start with verse 8 there. Uh, Luke chapter 2 and verse 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. This is where the joy began, right here. This is why we have so much joy. I know sometimes people, I talk with so many people, and sometimes I see how people are just so upset, so down about something. I mean, and a lot of times, now I can understand some problems seem, some problems are bigger than others. But sometimes, man, we get upset over the slightest things. I mean, these slightest things just continue to ruin our day. I mean, just it just continues to destroy our day. And it seems like the hardest thing ever is for us to say, you know what? This, this, this is a minute thing. This is so small. I'm not going to stress over this. It seems so hard sometimes for us to move beyond that, but... In Christ, there's so much joy, and we see the joy begin here. The angel told him in verse 10, the angel said unto them, Fear not, behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. God wants to give joy to all of us, not just some of us. Yes, we go through different things. Yes, something may seem tougher to you than it is to me, or tougher to me than it is to you, but at the end of the day, God is bringing joy to all of us. He wants all of us to be happy. He wants all of us to be in a state of peace, comfort, uh, in a state that we're without fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. He, he wants us to be in this state, to be joyful, to rejoice, because Christ has done so much for us. Uh, verse 11, Melvin. For unto you was born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. That's why we have joy. Because our Savior has come and died for us, Christ the Lord. And that makes me happy just to know that Christ has came to save me from going down to the pit. That makes me happy. I don't know about y'all, but that makes me happy. And... If we really sat down and think about it, that should make all of us happy. But so, excuse me, I'm just checking the page. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. But so the joy here, Christ is trying to give that to all of us. It's just up to each and every one of us if we choose to receive that joy. Because here he says he the joy it shall be, which shall be to all people. But we know all people don't even believe in Christ. But <clears throat> I'm not here to talk about that. But so let's move, let's move a little bit further to Hebrews 12 and 2. Because I kind of I want to look a little bit deeper at the joy. But yeah, Hebrews 12 and 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, Jesus, he is the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. I don't know how many people have seen Passion of the Christ, Passion of the Christ, the Passion of the Christ. Uh, but if you do, it, that movie really highlights just how cruel and gruesome the beating that Christ took. And I mean, the movie only shows his final, like his final day, final hours. Uh, it it doesn't even begin to show just how many times people have tried to kill him, just how many times people have tried to entangle him in his own words. It doesn't doesn't even show all that. It begins at the Garden of Gethsemane uh, where he was praying with his disciples. And from, from that point on, and we know how they came and took him and then put him on trial and ultimately kills him. But if you watch that movie, if you've ever seen that movie, man, it, it, it's really sad to watch it. It's really, I mean, I, I definitely would encourage people to watch it just just to see uh, a visual of how things were. Because taking a beating when you've never done anything wrong, man, that that's tough. I mean, right now, we barely can take Correction for our own mistakes, let alone for somebody else. Let somebody blame you for something you didn't do. <laughs> we jumping out of our skin. Oh, that wasn't me now. No, you hold on now. You blaming me for something I didn't do. That's not what Christ did, though. And he said, forgive them. He said, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He came here for this reason, to save us, to take a beating for us. Here it says, the joy that was set before him endured the cross. He was happy to do this. He wanted to do this. He said he comes in the volume of the book to do thy will, O God. He came to fulfill the scriptures. It was already written. The lamb was slain from the foundation of the world. Christ came to do this for us. He wanted to. And if that doesn't make us happy, I don't know what will. To know that Someone loves you enough to die for you so that you may live, so that you may have a right to the tree of life, so that you didn't have to go down to the bottomless pit, that you didn't have to spend eternity in hell in the lake of fire. I mean, that brings so much joy to me. That brings so much joy to me. So Christ endured the cross, and and as Melvin said, even on the cross they still mocked him. They still, they still mocked the man on the cross. They said, look, he done saved so many other folks. Oh, but he can't save himself, though. He saved so many others, but can't even save himself. Shaking their head. People say that all the time. Shaking my head, SMH. <laughs> Shaking their heads at Christ. And, and I can only imagine that there were people in that audience that this man has healed. I can only imagine those same very people that this man has done so much for. And that's how we are. God has done so much for us, and he's offering us this invitation. He's giving us, he wants to give us joy. Will we take it, though? And that, that man, that brings so much happiness to me. Just knowing that Christ died for me and for all of us. Not just, not just me, but he died for all of us. And so... 
even among all of that, he said, Father, forgive them. And he was happy to say it, too. Now, we can look at that and say, man, they were beating them. They were spitting on them, talking about them, laughing at them, joking on them, so many things. But yet the scripture said he was happy to do this for us. Man, how could that not bring you joy? How could it not? For someone who came here to save us all from everlasting fire. Now that brings me joy. And I hope that this encourages all of us to continue on in Christ, to continue seeking him. I pray that this I pray that this lights a fire in us. I pray that this sparks the love for Christ. Just thinking about reminiscing on what he's done for us cuz that's 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 only one part of it. I mean uh, if God's willing, one of these days I'm gonna talk about the beating that God put on him, because uh, <laughs> it's much worse than what we've seen in the Passion of the Christ. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people don't talk about that, but humanity put a whip whipping on Christ, but that didn't even compare to the whipping that God put on Christ, because that's what Adam and Eve. That's the situation that Adam and Eve put us in. When Adam and Eve sinned, God had laid up a whooping for somebody to take, and that somebody was Jesus, because we weren't even able, we're not even able to take what he took. We're not even able to take it. God doesn't want us to take it, but when Adam and Eve sinned, the wages of sin is death, so there was going to be death to pay. And what God is trying to get us to avoid is an e eternal death. A death where, obviously, we're going to die in this life. We're going to die physically, but God doesn't want us to die spiritually. He doesn't want us to spend eternity separated from him. And man, Jesus came to take that whipping for us, and he did it. We were so cruel. I say we as in people. We were so cruel to that man. And and he's never sinned. And they lied on him. And we <laughs> and we think people ain't gonna lie on us today. <laughs> we think people aren't gonna talk about us today. And they talked about a perfect person, a perfect man. Mm -hmm. That should bring us joy that this man did all of this for us. He knew he knew what he was signing up for. He came from, the song said he came from heaven to earth to show the way. He knew what he was coming here for. That should bring us some joy today. Just because of what Christ has done for us. We, ought, we, just, we owe him enough just to seek out his will. Just to say, man, what do you want me to do with my life, God? We owe him that much for all that he's done for us. We owe him that much. But... Sadly, when somebody brings up a Bible study, we say, uh, I just can't do that. I don't feel like doing that. But, man, Christ has been so good to us. Joy comes in the morning. He's done so much for us. And he's, sa he's trying to save our soul from hell. So, I want to move uh, to 1 Peter chapter 1. And we're going to look at, we're going to start verse 3. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from through, the dead. Through Jesus Christ, God has brought us back again. Uh, in one place he said he, we were bought with a price. And that price was Jesus Christ uh, sacrificing his life for us. Even on the cross, he said, right before he died, he said, it is finished. It is finished. His work that he came here to do was done. Now it's up to us. Now it's up to us. But just knowing that... <laughs> Man, we were destined for hell. I don't think people, a lot of times people make a joke about hell. They, even people that say that they believe is real, they, they still, for example, Christians, people that, people that claim Christianity, we're so fast to say, 
man, I hope they go to hell. We're so fast to say that I don't understand it. Christ came and died so we did not have to. That's something to be happy about. So why would we turn around and say, man, I want this other person to go to hell. They deserve to go to hell. No, friend, we all deserve to go to hell. We all deserve to go to hell. Uh, he said, if you've broken uh, one of the laws, you're guilty of all of them. So we can say, well, I told a little white lie in the book of Revelation. He said, all liars going to have their part in the lake of fire. So the little white lie, the black lie, the blue lie, the brown lie, all of those liars are going to hell. So, but Christ died to save us from that. So we have so much, man, we got so much to be thankful about. Just because, man, I speak for myself. I know I've lied before. And he says all liars will have their part in the lake of fire. So I thank God that he has saved me from that lifestyle. He has saved me from that. What Christ did, I don't have to suffer in hell. Granted, I repent. Granted, I change my, change my ways. But now I don't have to worry about, man, I'm going to die and go to hell. I mean, sure, it should still be on people's mind at the end of the day because you don't want to go there. But we know that we have salvation through Christ, through his resurrection. We now have life. And that's something to be so excited about. Man, we can get back to the Garden of Eden. Our Garden of Eden. We can get back there. The place that Adam and Eve got us kicked out of. And God put a cherub in at the east gate and wouldn't allow them to get back in. But now we can get back in that garden. And, man, I don't know about, I guess, I don't know about y'all. I don't enjoy going to work every day. I guess a lot of people just wake up like, man, I just can't wait to go to work every day. I don't think <laughs> like that. God never wanted us to work like we work right now. We have to go to work, please our boss, please the customer. I mean, so many things God did not want us to have. And through Christ, we don't have to do that after this life. We can go back to the place where God is providing our food. See, right now, we have to work for money and then we take our money and exchange that for food because a lot of times a lot of us aren't cooking anything so <laughs> we aren't growing anything <laughs> but God didn't want us to do God in the in the garden of Eden everything Adam and Eve uh, were to eat God grew that see God ain't growing stuff for us today we getting out there we're going to till the ground ourselves. So many things sin has brought into the world, but Christ is giving us an opportunity to come out of this life, to come out of this body. See, we have pain in this body. We have cancer. We have so many different diseases, uh, diabetes. I mean, <laughs> so many things, eczema. I mean, so many things that plague us. So, so much that God never wanted us to feel pain. He never did. But now that we're in it, we still have an opportunity to get out of this. And that's, man, that's exciting. To know I'll never have pain again, that's exciting to me. Never have to work. Nothing. <laughs> that's exciting to me to know that I have an opportunity to get to a place where everything is going to be perfect. Every single thing. I mean, we can't even think of utopia. We don't even know how that'll feel to be in a utopia. Where everything's just amazing. Uh, and so, man, that small, really, it's not even small, but these things make me excited about the things that Christ has done. Let's look at verse 4, man. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. God has some things, <laughs> glory to God, He has some things reserved for us in heaven it's reserved it's sitting there with your name on it if you want to follow him that's something to be happy about he says it's an inheritance incorruptible ain't nothing nobody can do about this 
I don't care if they say they don't believe in God, if they say you're crazy, if they say you're black, if they say you're white, if they say you smell funny, if they say you look funny, your head shape funny. It does not matter what anybody says about you. They cannot take away this from you. Man, this is something to be excited about. God is promising us certain things in this life and in the next life to come. He is promising us stuff. Will you take it, though? This is something, man. This is something to sing about. <laughs> Talked about it in the book of Psalms. This is something to sing about. This is something to be joyous about. God is promising us stuff. Now, God cannot lie. In one place it said he's not, he's not slack concerning his promise. God's going to keep his word. We make promises daily. <laughs> he told us not to even do it. But we still out here making promises that we can't keep. But God, he, he said he's going to give you an inheritance incorruptible. Let's, uh, let's move to Matthew 6. Because I want to I wanna look a little bit. A little bit more at the things that God is going to give us. Matthew 6, and we're going to start at verse 19. Yeah, verse 19. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 19. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. See, man, we are some greedy people. Man, we're greedy people. And I, and I and sometimes I even struggle with this. So I'm not just saying everybody else is and I'm not. But I've learned to be to share more. But man, we're some greedy people in the world. We lay up everything for ourselves. We said to the next person, "No, I went and got mine. You got to go get your own." Here, Jesus said, look, don't lay up treasures upon the earth for yourself. He's not saying you can't have nothing. That's not what he's saying. Please don't misunderstand me. But we don't want to share. He's really trying to get at how we don't want to share anything with the next person. Look at, look at verse 20 because people are going to steal what you got. <laughs> we, we love to go put it on social media and all these <laughs> platforms letting people know what we got so a thief can come and steal it from us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Verse 20, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. This is incorruptible. See, if we work towards making heaven our home God has some things prepared for us and like I said he's talking about the now and the future right now on this earth before you die and after you die in heaven but there are some things that God is promising us that nobody can take away I mean if God be for you who can be against you nobody can take away the things that God wants to give you if only we would see that today. If only we would, man, when these small things come up in our lives, if we could just think about this in the moment, man, God has something for me, no matter what. No matter what. I mean, it does not matter what's going wrong in my life. I just need to hold on another day, another second, another minute, because God has something planned for me. God has some things that look... <laughs> the moth can't even destroy. I don't know. I have a, a I've got a suit, and it's it, man, it's my favorite suit. I somehow I don't even know how I did this, but I left my jacket inside of my car, and I don't know how long I did it. But the only thing I do know is when I took it out of my car, I had holes in it, holes in the jacket. <laughs> holes in the pants and I'm like man what what in the world has happened a moth <laughs> a moth has destroyed my jacket uh, really my entire suit but so he said look don't lay up for yourselves treasure up on the earth because the moth can destroy it the moth is going to get to it <laughs> and, and God knows that's true rust we have so much, man, people got so many cars. Some people, some people, that is. We got so many cars, 
they ain't doing nothing but getting rusty because you can't drive but one at a time. <laughs> it's so much stuff, man, that we do. Even even along even with the car thing, I mean, you got people you can't even sit in their car. Oh, you gotta take your shoes off before you get in here. I mean, certain like certain little things. You go in people's house. Oh, you gotta take your shoes off before you walk on this floor. It's like, I mean, <laughs> it's so many things that I'm I'm gonna leave that alone. But lay up yourselves treasure in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt. And where thieves do not break through nor steal. God wants to give us an inheritance. It's incorruptible. Same thing um, we just read. It's incorruptible. The moth can't get to it. The thief can't get to it. It won't rust. It won't fade away. Over time, man, everything fades away here <laughs> on earth, man. Everything mm -hmm. fades away. We got to update. Even you get a phone, you got to update it. So many things. We got to continue update. In heaven, look, God's going to do the update. We don't have to download the next version. God's going to download that version automatically. Man, wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice to... Nah, I don't, I'm not saying we're going to have cell phones in heaven, but wouldn't it be nice to have something that is not going to fade away? That you don't have to worry about dropping it on the ground and it's broken. Now you got to spend $1,000 to get a new one. Wouldn't that be nice? So many of the the small nuances of life, God wants to take away from us. We just have to be, we have to endure right now till we get to that place, though. Uh, in verse 21. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. See, we got to keep our treasure in Christ, not in the things that we own, not in the, the, the nice house, the nice car. It's, it's okay to have it, but... That should not be our number one focus. We should not be willing to hurt somebody over our car. Somebody somebody runs into the back of you. You have an accident with your brand new car. You jump out. You want to fight them. Oh, you messed up my car. You jump and running at them and stuff. <laughs> Friend, God does not want us living that way. Our treasure should be in heaven. God's got something better than that car for you. He has something better than everything we have here. Now, that may, may be hard to imagine, but he said he's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. He got, he got all new stuff for us. So why are, we, why are we letting every little thing get to us? Why are we doing that? If we were to refocus, rechannel our energy into, man, God's got some greater for me. <laughs> Look, I, yes, don't get me wrong. Please don't get me wrong. We definitely should take care of the things we have here. Please don't get me wrong. But if by chance, peradventure, that something happens to it, it's not the end of the world, friends. God has some greater things for you. He has some things because one day when you leave here, if you hold on to God, you're going to gain some things you'll never no one could ever take away from you. And the number one thing is eternal life. Because, I mean, who, we don't even, most of the time, we don't even want to discuss death. We don't even want to discuss, man, I got two weeks to live. Like, stuff like that. We don't want to discuss that kind of stuff. You'll never have to go through that again. If you can, in Christ is the resurrection of life. If we can hold on to God. Man, it's something to be happy about. It's something to be so happy about. One day, all of your cares, all of the trouble, one song said trouble don't last always. The trouble will be no more. Let, let's go look at, uh, let's move to Revelations 21. Trouble will be no more. Uh, Revelations 21. And we'll look at verse 4. All right, Revelations chapter 21, verse 4. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Uh, verse 1, I'm sorry. Revelation 21 and verse 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. And there was no more sea. 
Now, God is going to create a new thing, a new heaven and a new earth. Our treasure, the stuff we work so hard for in this time, it's all going to be gone away. He's going to create new things for us. And he's going to freely give them to all of us, to those that love him. And one scripture said, in my father's house, there are many mansions. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. <laughs> Christ has already prepared this for us. It's already there. We just have to endure to the end to receive it. But like I said, I don't, I don't I'm, I'm kind of sort of focusing on the future thing, but man, God has some stuff for us right now. But I've noticed a lot of times the things we have right now, whenever something goes wrong with it, it seems like, man, it completely ruins our whole life. It's like we dwell on that for so long. And, and I've been guilty of it too. But I try to remind myself, even if I get mad in the moment, even if I say something in the moment, like, man, I really hate this happening, I'm down about this, or whatever, I have, to, I have to snap out of that. Because God's been too good for me. He has been way too good to me. He's given Christ to die for me. He's, winning, he's went to prepare a place for me one day. And when I get there, I won't have anything to worry about. Anything. And so he's going to create a whole new heaven and an entirely new earth. <laughs> but we're trying to go to Mars. Somebody's going to miss out on it. Trying to go to Saturn. <laughs> <laughs> trying to go to Jupiter. <laughs> when God's going to create a new earth. <laughs> Somebody's going to miss out on it. But I thank God because... Man, I'm thankful that he's allowing me to see this, how he's putting it, putting a desire in me to work toward this, to work towards building my treasure in heaven and, and not my treasure here. Sure, we're going to have things here. I like to have things myself, but my main focus is, man, when I die, I want to be saved, which really that's an everyday process. That's right here, right now. But ultimately... No matter what mistake I make right this second or tomorrow or the next day, no matter what what mistake I make, I want to be saved at the end of the day. And with through what Christ did, dying on the cross, taking a whooping from not only man, but God also, man, we have an opportunity. We have an incredible opportunity. An incredible opportunity. Uh, but now let's now let's drop down to uh, verse four. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, no more sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Good God Almighty, the former things are passed away. This, friends, if we could understand just how short life is, I mean. <laughs> Me and Mel were just talking about how fast, man, we can't even keep up with the days anymore. <laughs> we were just talking about that. Before we know it, and it's not a sad thing. Oftentimes people look at death as a sad thing. Friend, if, if, if that person is saved, man, that's a glorious thing. That's the best thing that could happen to them. They don't, uh, scripture says, study war no more. They don't have to worry about all this trouble going on in the world. They don't have to worry about the battle with the enemy. Here it says, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. We ain't going to even have a reason to cry no more. There won't be any sadness anymore. And there shall be no more death. In one place he said, death, where is thy sting? There is going to be no more death. Death makes people sad. Death makes, us, makes all of us sad. Just knowing somebody is gone. And you will never have that relationship with that person any longer here. That's a sad thing. To, to spend so much time with a person, years upon years, decades, and all of a sudden they're gone. That's a sad thing. So we should cherish, definitely we should cherish the moments that we have with people. But above all else, friend, we should press on to be saved because there is an amazing opportunity to be saved 
right here presenting itself in front of us. God has given us the scriptures. He's given us Jesus Christ to die for our sins. Now it's up to us. What will you do about it? Man, that, that makes me so happy to know we have a chance to get to a place where there's going to be no more death, no more tears. He said, look, there's going to be no more pain. We were talking about this Tuesday. I, I despise pain. I do not like pain at all. I'm a, when, I, when I do things, I like to be cautious uh, how I do them. Because, man, I've hurt myself many a times in life being reckless, being careless. And I like to say I've learned, I've learned some uh, very valuable lessons doing that. And so now I try to be a lot more careful. And we were talking about Tuesday, man. I like when I see a, a tough guy, big tough guy, muscular guy. I mean, as people, we have taken on the persona that Especially guys, especially big, big muscular guys. Man, they, they muscular guys feel that they're the toughest thing moving. <laughs> they feel like you can throw them in fire and they'll walk right through it. They'll come out alive. Man, if you pinch someone, good God am I, what kind of pain? That is some pain there. You pinch somebody good, man, that is some real pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially when you use your fingernails. Man. But one day, I'm sorry, you had something? No, go ahead. But one day, you won't have to worry about pain anymore. You won't have to worry about that anymore. You won't have to worry about going to the doctor, getting the flu shot. There's measles outbreaks right now. You won't have to worry about the measles outbreak. You won't have to worry about a famine in the land. You won't have to worry about a drought. So many things. You don't have to worry about dying. You don't have to worry about going to hell. If we can make it to this place, man, all of our needs are going to be met. What, what kind of opportunity? Uh, one scripture, Paul said, how shall we neglect so great a salvation? How can you neglect this? How can you neglect this? It's so great a salvation. Man, this is something to sing about. This is something to sing about. This is something to rejoice about. This is something to smile about. Man, this, this is the best thing that could ever happen to us, to be saved. And so many of us are just going to throw it in the trash and say, man, I ain't got time for that. I'm trying to get this money. See, you're working. We're working for things that the thief is going to steal. Oh, oh, yeah, the thief's coming. He's waiting till you go to sleep. He's waiting till you turn your back. The thief is coming. And a lot of times, it's your own family. They're right there. They know where you got your money. They know where your car is at. They know where your car is at. And so... I just want to say real fast, uh, I was just read on Facebook the other day, you heard about the stuff that happened with Lonzo Ball. Well, it didn't happen to him, but... You know, they have a, a brand called Big Bro Big Baller Brand. And for those who don't know, Lonzo Ball plays for the Los Angeles Lakers. He's hurt right now, but that's besides the point. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Tony was saying, uh, that's the main thing the devil is here for, to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm -hmm. So with Lonzo Ball, he owns 51% stake in his company, um, at Big Baller Brand. And one of his lifelong friends, well, not really his friends, but and I think it was when he was in high school, he was friends with, okay, so this guy, I'm trying to remember the story. <laughs> so this guy um, thought about Big Baller Brand, and Lonzo became best friends with this guy's son when while they were in high school, and then Lonzo's dad, LeVar Ball, became friends with this guy, who ended up being a major part of the company so they've known each other for so long and then all of a sudden the past week they asked him hey there's 1.5 million dollars missing do you know do you know what happened and the guy couldn't give an answer for it the accountant or whoever is in charge of making like handling the money asked him Lonzo asked him his dad LeVar asked him and he couldn't give an answer because he stole it the people that 
not not saying everybody's close who's close to you is going to steal, but like the people that that, that you least expect mm-hmm. <laughs> will take something for you, and they will take it. So that's what God is trying to get us to steer away from. Like, yeah, they have the song called "Secure the Bag." But that, that was gonna take that bag, <laughs> and most of the time that bag got a big hole in it that you're trying to taste, man. We and don't it, know it what just, to do with, it. and just money keeps falling out. But that's <laughs> what society teaches us: go to school, get a degree. Like I say, I'm not telling anybody just to not go get a degree because I'm getting a master's right now. But mm-hmm. but I'm saying like that's what society has brainwashed us to do: go to school, get a job, make sure you're straight. That's that's the thing. Everything is about us, 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 ourselves, ourselves. But we say we love God. <laughs> we wear his chain. <laughs> we do anything. Go to church on Sundays and then live a totally different lifestyle the other six days of the week. Mm-hmm. But God says, esteem, Jesus says, esteem others higher than yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. Society is totally opposite from that. But... I'm going to get off subject oh, no. if I keep rambling. <laughs> Go ahead. But I just want to say that it's just the things that we're trying to achieve on earth are going to pass away. We just read it. We just read it. Verse Chapter 21 of Revelation, verse 4, the last clause, former things are passed away. Mm-hmm. Everything we're chasing for, chasing on this earth is going to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. But yet we act like our life is over when we lose it. Lose our car. <laughs> we feel so bad, like man. We don't think about how how um God died on the cross for us, how Jesus died on the cross for us two thousand years ago, that we may have life and that more abundantly. We don't think about that. Mm-hmm. God's gonna provide a way, as the title says, "Joy cometh in the morning." It's always a reason to be happy. But the things that we chase, like um a bishop that I listen to, he always says when it comes to come. When it comes to coming to God, people always think about what they're going to lose instead of what they have to gain. The scripture says there are many mansions in my father's house. Mm-hmm. But we try to skip that. We want to get it all here. But we're going to mm-hmm. lose it. In Genesis, it says, from dust you are formed and from dust you shall return. Mm-hmm. That's what everything else is going to do. But yet we still chase it to this day. It's all about the money. Yep. People, Money itself isn't the problem. It's the love of money. Talks about it in Matthew. We can't serve two masters. We either gonna serve God, or we, our heavenly boss. God is our heavenly boss, or we gonna serve our earthly boss. Try to get this money, <laughs> and it's just a sad thing that I see every day. Man, I'm trying to get this money. I don't care about anything. I'm trying to get this bread. Jesus didn't teach that. He didn't teach that. So many people are deceived. That's all I have to say for right now. <laughs> I can keep going. But. <laughs> oh man, it's all good. You got it. I oh, mean, I was pretty much done, anyways. Um, something I thought about when you, something you said made me think about it. Uh, you were talking about how everything's gonna pass away. We don't even think about, man. We're gonna leave it all behind. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna die. Let's say the thief doesn't steal your money. You still gonna die, and then the government's gonna take it. Because some kind of way they're gonna manage to get their hands on something. Somebody's always gonna get what we leave behind. And in one place it says, What profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? The very thing Jesus Christ came here and died for was our soul. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He loved the world because he loved what was in the world. He just told us he's gonna create a new heaven and a new earth. He didn't come here and die for the sea, the ocean, the sun. He came here and died for Tony, for Melvin, and every single person out there, whether you listen or whether they didn't, every single person out there, whether they're gray, blue, brown, doesn't matter what color, doesn't matter what religion they follow, doesn't matter what gender they are, doesn't matter what their sexual preference is, it does not matter. Christ died for every single one of us. That's something to be happy about. I don't know how many times I can stress it. That's something to be excited about. And he went to create a place for us. But we are not focused on that. We're focused on our own wealth, our own goals in life, instead of being about Christ and what he desires for us. But, 
again, he said, look, what is it going to profit you when you die and leave it all behind? And then on top of that, you end up in the pit that he came here to save us from. <laughs> like Bishop said, you gonna look, your eyes going to be looking up. <laughs> he said something I can't think about. He said, I'm sorry to tell you, you're going to be looking up. <laughs> but... We're, how can we neglect so great a salvation? <laughs> Some we'll probably never understand. But that that that's really, in a nutshell, what I wanted to bring to our attention. I'm just checking the pages, make sure nobody said anything. That's really what I wanted to bring our attention to. Man, it's we have some to be excited about. Some to be happy for. Always. Because, man, we don't even know just how amazing heaven is going to be. Because all we know is how things are in this life. But, man, we one day we won't have to worry about no suicide bomber. We won't have to worry about somebody pulling a gun on you, somebody stabbing you, somebody talking about you. So many people get picked on in schools. And then you got to worry about somebody coming in and shooting up a school. So many people get talked about in class. You don't have to worry about nobody talking about you no more. Mm -hmm. You don't have to worry about them saying, well, his haircut was ugly or her hair was ugly. I didn't like the color of her hair. People don't like you for all kind of strange reasons, stupid reasons, honestly. I, it's something about the way they walk. I just don't like them. Man, what? <laughs> what? what? Man, the devil, the enemy has really gotten a hold to us, and he's causing so many of us to miss a great salvation. But, man, I hope I've said something that can uplift someone out there, can help someone continue moving forward, because I know sometimes it gets hard. Sometimes it seems like, man, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this situation, but God is there. God is there. He said he'll never leave you, nor will he forsake you. He's there. And he has something greater for you beyond your wildest dreams, beyond anything that you can imagine. So I have not seen nor ear hath heard. Hadn't even heard about it, but it's entered the heart of us that have his spirit. But so, man, God has been so good. Man, despite anything going wrong in my life, God has been so good. Despite anything going wrong in anybody's life, God has been good. And so, man, I, I really pray that we can continue seeking him. Those who have not found him, please, man, God, God desires to have a relationship with you. You may have been on the fence. You may have been straddling the fence. Like, I might need to get closer to God. I don't know. God wants a relationship with you. He really does. And he has something prepared for you. <laughs> way better than what you thought hmm. way better than a mansion a limo a plane a private jet way better than your own basketball team your own island God's going to create all that stuff new and give it to you the same God that created this earth he's going to do it again and he wants you to be a part of that but a lot of us won't make it so I, man, I pray I, I really pray that we don't miss this salvation, that we find joy, because that joy is coming. It's coming. Now, <laughs> some of us, it's going to be sadness in the morning. <laughs> when we wake up <laughs> and our eyes lift up from hell, just as the rich man, uh, the rich what, man. That's what I was trying to quote <laughs> that part right Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some of us, it's going to be sadness coming in the morning. But... For us that truly want to be about our Father's business, just as Christ was, for us that truly want to be about God, man, he's got something for you. And I could ramble on all night, but I'm going to let Melvin have it. Let me see. What time are we at? Uh, 56 an and a half minutes is up there. Just trying to time myself. Five minutes and then I'm out of here. Man, Tony was saying we have to be about our Father's business, and that reminded me. When Jesus was, was he 12 years old, out there discussing with all the lawmakers and the mm -hmm. lawyers and all that, the, the type of knowledge that he had, just at 12 years old, 
He left home, and his parents were looking for him for, what was it, three days? Yeah, he was missing for three days. He, Dad went to the feast. Right. And they were looking for him. And um, Jesus said, I have to be about my father's business. And this kid, 12 <laughs> years old. Yeah, he was serious. Serious about being right with God. And some of us 20s and our 30s, 40s, 50s, not giving God a second thought. And we all just think we're going to end up in heaven. <laughs> Every time somebody dies, oh, he's they're in a better place. They're in no more. They, they're not suffering anymore. Person probably suffering way worse than like, if they went to hell. They're suffering way worse than what they did on earth. But everybody's always in a better place. Every single time. Again, I saw a picture on Facebook said every time somebody died, they went to heaven. So hell just empty, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it would appear that way. <laughs> but like Paul said, it's about time that we wake up. Bible is true, no matter what anybody says. I don't care what science says. God made science. <laughs> you know, they say, people say that we exist from a big cosmic explosion that happened, what, 13.2 billion years ago? Something like that. I don't know. Now, don't quit. Don't care, quite frankly. But, like, an another thing this bishop says is, you know, scientists, they try to say that. There is no God. We all just, it's just, a chance this is randomly we all randomly was put here we died from this big I mean we got here from this um, big explosion and the bishop says well you tell that scientists if they go to a lab when do they ever expect to make something from nothing I've, <laughs> I've taken chemistry hated it but I've taken chemistry in the lab and you know we always had some chemicals and we put them together and we got a reaction but we didn't get their reaction from not putting anything we didn't just put nothing in there and then boom we have this reaction never <laughs> whether we working it out on the paper we always needed something to get something but yet they try to argue and it's really just crazy God invented all this stuff that we try to claim like God puts the soul into our body see our skin yeah our parents made, made, made that genetic makeup all that. but God is the only one that can put a soul inside of the body that's why the scripture says, fear not the man who can kill the body, but fear him who can kill the soul. God is the only one that can do that. People, we're, we're trying to make life in the lab. <laughs> we're trying to do all the all this sort of things, and everything that was put on earth has obeyed God, except man. Sun still comes up and rises, comes up and sets every day. Tigers are still out there. <laughs> Everything obeys God except man. Only thing to disobey God. But we he gave us an escape route. But it's just so many people that are not going to, to take it. We see that in Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 and 14, and then in place in Luke. It's the same conversation. Most people are not going to make it into heaven. But yet, every time somebody dies, they're in heaven. And I don't wish for anybody to go to hell. Don't get me wrong, but it's just that's just the sad reality of what it is. It's not really sad. I mean, we look at it. All we have to do is what God tells us what to do. But it's just so many people arguing about the Bible. When it comes to God, there is no argument. There is no debate. Jesus said His word will not come back to Him void, and it won't. Every, all of the Scripture will be fulfilled, no matter what Susan, no matter what John or Billy Bob says. <laughs> it will all come to pass And people try to argue against the Bible Like I've seen statuses on Facebook Or it's everywhere That was like yeah I believe in God But that Bible oh it was written by man People don't understand That God always operates Through a man What was Jesus? A man God's spirit was inside of Jesus He has to work through a man Moses, Joshua, Paul, Peter, they're all men that God worked through and spoke through. All scripture is inspired by God. If a man wrote it, it was inspired by God. And see, the Bible doesn't have a single contradiction, no matter how much people try to say it. And sometimes it even seems like the Bible has a contradiction, but it takes us time to study it. Because God, a lot of people think salvation is free. Like, we don't have to do anything. And they're right. We don't have to do anything to go to hell. <laughs> I had to say. But they, they say that we don't have to do anything 
salvation is free. If we look at Acts chapter 2 and verse 37, the Jews asked Peter and the rest of the apostles, all of them were there, men and brethren, what shall we do? We have to do something. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Salvation is not free, but it's affordable for everybody. Not like a mansion. Everybody can't afford a mansion, but everybody can afford salvation. And that's what we have to get to. So, like I say, it's about time that we wake up, time to start reading the Bible, putting in an effort into reading. This is what we should be chasing, the Bible, the Holy Bible, the King James Version. Not a bad, not a bad, not money that's going to pass away. But what's not going to pass away is God's word. It's going to do it forever. But I'm probably over five minutes. I don't know. Uh, yeah, definitely over five minutes. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm done. You have anything else to add to that? Nah. So we thank you guys for the few people who have come, came out and watched. Well, and we thank you for the people that are going to watch this in the future. This is week nine, and we're going to have many, many more weeks to go. So I will. We definitely, yeah, if God says the same, um, we're operating in his will, his will only. But if there isn't anything else, then we will see you guys next Thursday, same time, same place. Thank you guys so much.